The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. We read the shorter form of the Gospel tonight. The tax collectors and sinners were drawing near to listen to Jesus, but the Pharisees and the scribes began to complain, saying, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. So to them, he addressed this parable. What man among you, having a hundred sheep and losing one of them, would not leave the ninety-nine in the desert and go after the lost one until he finds it? And when he does find it, he sets it on his shoulders with great joy, and upon his arrival home, he calls together his friends and neighbors and says to them, Rejoice with me, because I have found my lost sheep. I tell you, in just the same way, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous people who have no need of repentance. Or what woman, having ten coins and losing one, would not light a lamp and sweep the house, searching carefully until she finds it? And when she does find it, she calls together her friends and neighbors and says to them, Rejoice with me, because I have found the coin that I lost. In just the same way, I tell you, there will be rejoicing among the angels of God over one sinner who repents. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Dear friends, in our business office here at St. Clement Parish, we have a little cabinet for lost and found things. And in it, you find everything from gloves to hats to books to uh, 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 water bottles to toys to wallets and phones and shoes and I can keep going. And most people come back to claim their valuable belongings, but then there are others who just don't bother to come back. Sometimes I think there needs to be a lost and found place for people, a place where we can go when we begin to lose our way to God and to one another. And the good news is there is, there is. And that is what today's gospel is about. In today's gospel, two religious attitudes collide 
with each other. The big question is, how should Jesus treat sinners? On the one hand, there are the scribes and the Pharisees who complain to Jesus that Jesus not only welcomes sinners, but he also eats with them. They believe that religious people should separate themselves, not only from sin, but also from sinners. They believe in segregation. Now, Jesus, on the other hand, holds the opposite view. He believes not in segregation, but in association. The scribes and the Pharisees believe that hostility is the answer, whereas Jesus believes that hospitality is the answer. In today's Gospel, the first two parables, a shepherd finding a lost sheep and a woman finding a lost coin, having scoured the house, are compared to the joy and the happiness of God when God finds a lost sinner. The third parable in today's Gospel, which was not uh, part of the shorter version of the Gospel, but which we all know very well, is that of the story of the lost son or the prodigal son. It is about a younger son who loses his way through life in a faraway country. But it's also about an older brother who loses his way in the world through hostility. Sometimes we hear stories like that in life. And it is also about us who at one time or another get lost in this wide confusing and hurtful world and need to get found again. But by God's love, we eventually get found. And that is always the good news. But what is the reason Jesus is telling us these three stories of the lost sheep, the lost, the lost coin, and the lost son. In telling the story uh, of, of the lost sheep, the coin, and the son, Jesus wants to tell us what God is like. So what is God like? What is our image of God I'm sure we have talked about this before, reflected about this before, prayed about this before. Who is God personally to me? The answer would depend on our own experience of life, of God, and of other people. You see, for some, God is a very distant figure who has nothing to do with us very much and who is unmoved by what goes on in our lives and in our world. To others, perhaps, God is 
a police officer, a law enforcement person who is waiting to get you, who you're afraid of, a God who punishes you. But our readings today suggest a different insight into who God is, or what God is like. God is like a shepherd who goes in search of the lost, and he will go to any lands to bring back the sinner to, into a loving relationship. You know, for most of us, a, shepherd's love, a shepherd leaving the 99 sheep and going in search of that last one does not make sense. It does not make sense to me sometimes. Why would you waste your time on that last one when you already have 99? It's a waste of resources, we might say. It does not absolutely make any sense to ordinary minds. Or the father in the story of the prodigal son, welcoming him back as his own son. He was a man who had caused so much heartache and pain, leave alone having wasted all of his father's money and wished when he requested for his share of the property that his father be dead. Then he comes back home. There is father waiting for him and, trying, and hoping to welcome him. Actually, when you think about it, it is insane for the father to have forgiven his younger son. The, the older brother knew that, and that is why he protested. The older brother was saying, in effect, to his father, if you want, you can forgive your son, but I'm not going to do that. At least not yet, because in my eyes, he does not deserve to be forgiven. So here we are, trying to understand how God works. Perhaps we will never truly understand how God works. How many times, perhaps, have we thought of certain people, perhaps in our own lives, people we know, perhaps even people we don't know, say that person do, don't, doesn't deserve God's mercy. So in, the, in, the, in, in light of all this, we're challenged to reflect on these readings today. And we are challenged to reflect on these readings today also in the backdrop of those tragic events that we remember this past Wednesday that took place 18 years ago. What happened on that fateful day on September 9, 2001, taking so many, so many innocent lives has changed our world forever. The way we see, the way we judge, the way we act, the way we choose to love and forgive, the way we choose to be compassionate and understanding and merciful and show patience toward other people. We are certainly unsettled by 
the terrorist attacks and the hatred and the bigotry that they preached. And they continue and they, to do all terrible, destructive evil that they represent. But then again, we are also unsettled by God's call to healing and forgiveness that seems beyond our emotional reach. How can we then break through this impasse? But what, goes, but what does genuine forgiveness really achieve? For once, for starters, it breaks the cycle of offense, of retaliation and offense. We can keep going that direction. We can decide not to adopt the patterns of our aggressors by meeting hate with hate. We do not let ourselves be shaped and controlled by the evil that we have endured. And forgiveness is shaped by compassion, and it is a commitment to creative restoration and healing. So we are asked to see how God works and who God is to us personally. But God is this loving and compassionate person who invites both the saint and the sinner to a loving relationship. And that's why perhaps tonight, as we come together, gather around this altar, the peace and the quiet only the Lord can give us, that we all long for, ask ourselves, what is my attitude to those who want to be found again? Those people that need redemption. How welcoming am I of those people looking for healing? in my own life, perhaps, in our society? Do I give them a second chance or do I write them off as a lost cause? We all know that hatred and evil can be very, very real, which we saw on September 11, 2001. But then forgiveness and courage and healing can be real too, which we have seen since September 11, 2001. How people have been able to forgive and heal by being understanding and compassionate, looking to God for strength and courage. You know, at the end of the story of the prodigal son, of the lost son, Jesus does not say, if the elder brother finally accepts his younger brother who was lost, that's not being told. Because that story, I guess, is still being told today. And the answer, I believe, is in our behavior.